Yo, yo. What's up, man? What's up, my dude? How you doing? Good, how are you? Doing all right. Just out here, enjoying some fresh air. I appreciate you doing this, man. Okay, okay. So, uh, this is my first interview with you. Yep. And with anybody. So, I want to ask, so, how'd you get started with Angel Maker after, if you don't mind me asking, after the last 10 seconds of life? Uh, so, basically, um, this, this origin actually goes back quite a bit because, um, so originally before like all this COVID shit started happening, the last 10 was supposed to go on tour in Europe and UK with, uh, Shadow Content headlining, Reversion's Crown, then Angel Maker, and then, uh, last 10. Uh, so Angel Maker had hit me up. I don't know. When's that tour? That tour was supposed to be for 2021. So I was going to fill in on drums for Angel Maker on that tour uh, while I was in the last 10 seconds of life. So I kind of had a jump start on knowing and learning all their material. Um, and then obviously that tour got postponed because COVID restrictions and all that stuff. Uh, and then I'm trying to remember. Uh, the, the tour got postponed twice, so it's a little bit of a timeline, but, uh, yeah, later down the road, uh, I, I just decided that I just wanted to seek other opportunity and, uh, Angel Maker just so happened to, uh, really need a drummer for the Chaos and Chronos tour, uh, and they hit me up and it was perfect timing, uh, so to speak, so... You know, I just went with it. I knew a good amount of their songs already, so it wasn't really anything too hard or too last minute for me. Um, and yeah, it kind of just like, kind of just like worked out. You know, like good timing. You know, the cars yeah. lined up right. Kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I was trying to make it to the KS and Carnage tour. My friend actually went, and he said you guys put on a really good show. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun on that tour, man. It was a really good time, and those were definitely the best shows I've ever played in my life. Like, like not even hesitating, you know? Like, without a doubt, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, what got you, like, to play drums and everything, and, like, what inspired you to continue, like, a music career? Uh, so, when I was really young, I actually originally wanted to play guitar. Uh, like, I like my mom to get me into guitar lessons. I bought a guitar, or she bought a guitar. I'm, you know, obviously didn't have any money as a kid. But, um, that didn't work out. I just wasn't really good at absorbing that information and uh, guitar lessons were really expensive. I think we were paying like 30 an hour and like my family doesn't really have money like that. So, you know, that's just a little expensive for someone that's not really understanding and grasping the concept. So uh, whatever, after that, uh, I kind of just, so like what really started me 
was like playing Guitar Hero and Rock Band. I don't know if you're familiar with those games, like on Xbox and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, that was some good show. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember, I remember my mom got me like Guitar Hero two when I was a kid, and I was that's what originally inspired me to become a guitarist. But uh, one Christmas, she bought me Rock Band, and it was cool. Like I had the whole, you know, the whole set, all the instruments and whatnot. But I, I still kind of preferred guitar. But this one time, I went to go visit my brother who lives with my dad, um, and I, I brought over a rock band, and he kind of forced me because we only had one guitar. So he, he forced me, uh, he forced me to go on the drums, which I didn't want to do at first. But then, like after playing the drums yeah. a little bit. I was like, holy shit, this is actually pretty cool. So when I got home from vacation, I like, I started really like diving deep into it. And like, honestly, at first it was more so just like to get a score, to get like achievements and like just to get all these points. I was doing it like more uh, for like a gamer's perspective rather than like a musician that wants to like achieve skill. And eventually i just started watching youtube videos uh and drum covers and all this stuff and i was like wow this is actually pretty dope um and i'm pretty sure i think the first time i sat behind an acoustic kit was the 10th grade in high school and i'm gonna say that's 2011 so i've been playing for i guess 11 years now since like the first time i actually touched an acoustic drum set not just like messing around on rock band uh play drum sets or whatever but uh yeah when when i uh started playing drums at school in the 10th grade uh my music teacher like really uh grasped onto me i guess and he kind of like took me under his wing and put me in instrumental class and i like i like skipped all these like basic intro theory classes which like What's cool at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, um, that's so cool. Like, I don't have to do all these, like, rudimentary classes. But, like, looking back at it, I'm like, fuck. Like, I kind of wish I did take those uh, intro to theory classes. Uh, but, you know, whatever. My music teacher had enough confidence in me, and I was, like, a pretty quick learner in comparison to the others, at least. So, um, that being said, high school was really, the like, the birth point of my passion for wanting to become a musician and it was pretty challenging because not many kids in my area like listen to our kind of music or they don't really live this kind of lifestyle or it's just uh it's not it's not mainstream right so it was it was pretty hard to find people to connect with and like build with and like you know so eventually when I uh, was a senior in high school. Just like a couple of videos of me fucking around, like at a guitar center drum kit or like on my practice pad, just like small videos that I didn't give a shit about. And uh, some kid from Brooklyn hit me up and then I started my first band with him. It was like super death metal, like necrophagist, bond possession, influence. Uh, so shit. yeah, yeah, I was really into tech death uh a lot before i was into core like i was like a super tech death head for sure but um yeah that's how it started and then i was in that band for two years uh i, 
was like in college. There's, you know, a lot of life decisions, like major important life decisions were starting to happen. You know, like I dropped out of school. Uh, I left that band. Uh, I got hit by a car. Like, <laughs> so oh. much shit happened. Yeah, so much shit happened that year, dude. That shit was crazy. But, um, yeah, when it was all said and done, it was kind of, again, another case of like perfect timing because I. I, uh, later that year, I got hit up by a band in Queens, New York that needed a fill-in drummer for a tour, and I just hopped on, I learned their, their, uh, their songs, they were called Footage of Yeti, I'm sure some of the people that are friends with me, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm sure some of my homies that are tuned in will know that band, but, um, yeah, it, it kind of started there. Like, I did my first tour when I was 19, to, uh, year 2016. It was, like, a small East Coast run for two weeks. And it was so... For the longest time, that was my favorite tour, even though it wasn't your typical, like, fucking 1,200 people sold out, like, so much money on merch. Like, it was super DIY, like, fucking small bars, like, 20 50 people i mean like the just like the super base like diy kind of vibe and like even that was enough for me to be like yeah this is definitely like what i love and want to do for the greater portion of my life and i say the greater portion because i know people say they want to do it for the rest of their life but realistically speaking your body definitely deteriorates after touring for a while so there's only so you could only go for so long and i think the best time to do it is when you're young so oh yeah with yeah with that being said i'm definitely trying to just take advantage of my youthful years and build a foundation uh through through touring and just like playing drums and you know just just sticking true to my passion man you know not trying to like put up front or like fake being someone i'm just like just doing what i love you know there's really no science to it i found a passion and i was very lucky to receive the opportunities that i've received over the past couple years um and it's it's been a constant grind you know like there's there's a lot of there's been a lot of shit storms along the way i mean like like bad tour stories and just like moments where other people would just throw in the towel and they'd be like, fuck this. Like, it's totally not worth it. Like, this is too much money. I'm not making any money. Like, like, yeah, like you don't, you don't really make much money when you're starting. And if you do, you're just, (laughs) that's like the basic intro to like how I started getting into becoming a drummer and touring and then, Everything after that, it's just like, it's just been like word of mouth, uh, tour experience or people seeing my videos. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's, that's pretty much how I ended up an angel maker. Honestly, like it just all ties into, uh, wow. Just small, small steps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like when I was a teenager, I didn't have the, like I had my, like I finally met my dad. And my dad was all like, this, what do you want to do with your life? And, you know, the typical dad questions. Right. And he uh, I, he knew I loved music. And he was like, here's a guitar from your cousin. I was like, 
okay? And he, like, the guy I used to go to church with, he's like, I'll give you lessons. And, like, I was not picking it up. So I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to play a drum or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the rhythm. I don't have the capability. You never know, man. It's never too late. It's definitely possible. Then, like, I got into music promoting because, like, that's where I got the name Wildman Productions because my dad, when he was, I was, um, 19, my dad passed away. And I got Sorry the idea. That. And I was all like this. And I got into, like, with a local band, they're like, hey, we need a merch guy. And I was like this, I don't know nothing about selling anything. And I never had a job, so they're like, you want to try? I was like, sure, sure. So they tossed me in with the Wolves. My first show ever, I think, I ever did merch for was the Word Alive in Attila. Nice. Yeah. And I got to see, like, Attila. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was all like this. I do not know what's going to happen today. Yeah. But I like I tell everybody, you don't give up in your dream. Like, you got to be passionate for what you love and don't give up. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I told everybody, like, I've been telling everybody, like, I told my roommate, I was like this, I guess I'm going to be doing interviews with bands this week. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. Like, is this crazy? I'm glad you definitely took the opportunity with me because this is my first one. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get a yes or a no, but I took my chance and thank yeah, you. Man. I really do. That's what it's about. You got to take your chances. It's better to, you know, ask than to not and never know, you know? So. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Are we going to see any new music from Angel Maker anytime soon with you guys? With you? Uh, uh, definitely with me in the future, for sure. Uh, we've we've been, like, compiling a couple ideas here and there. Uh, nothing too finalized. It's, it's, it's really still early to say, like, when, really. But, you know, we definitely got some stuff in the, uh, some stuff in the works uh, for the rest of the year, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, you know, of course we got that tour coming up with Lorna and then Shadow, uh, in Europe for January. So that's kind of what we're working with right now. We, we just been like trying to hammer on, uh, locking in shows and playing because of all this fucking COVID shit, dude. Like, you know, not, not playing shows for like so long, like was such a, a bummer and it, it really put a halt to a lot in the industry and, uh, Prior to me playing with Angel Maker, they hadn't played for like two and a half years. So I was lucky enough to start playing in 2021 with Last Ten. Like my first show, my first set of shows from uh, coming back from the pandemic was uh, like a small tour I did with Lorna Shore and Last Ten and Left to Suffer. Uh, and that was really fun. So I was very fortunate for that. But uh, yeah, the guys have just been like itching to play live music. So. We haven't been focusing really hardcore on writing, I guess. But again, the ideas are still being uh, written, and you know. Oh yeah, I think I seen you when you guys uh, when you were part of Last Ten uh, in Rock Island with Filth. Rock Island, Chicago, uh, or Illinois? Yeah. Was it that uh, church venue? Yep. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Wow, what a time! That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So like, pretty much, like when COVID happened, we didn't know like uh, like there's three music promoters in our town, right? And we're all in a group chat, and we're all like, 
we don't know what's happening, and we don't know what's going to happen because COVID hit us pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, uh, the biggest music promoter, he's like, I have shows lined up, and I just had to cancel eight of them. And I was all like this. Yeah. I just got, like, a band message me, like, right before, like, COVID did lockdown. Yeah. And they threw from Colorado, and they're all like this. Hey, can we hop on the show? I was like, yeah, let's, let's go for it. And then, like, as soon as that happened, I got a mess email in the from the owner. He was like, yeah, I can't have you have a show here. It's canceled. Yeah, that was definitely a huge turning point when all that shit started happening. COVID was... Uh, if we go through something like that again, we're fucked. Yeah, hopefully not, man. <laughs> so, are you... I know you're pretty much excited to tour with Lorna. They're kicking it off pretty hard this year. It's crazy how far they kicked off. But is it going to be any, like... Oh, crap. I I forgot the question. No, it's all good. Uh, So, pretty much, like, where do you guys... How'd you guys get on tour with Lorna, if you don't mind me asking? Like, who contacted who? Uh, so... To my understanding, that all that stuff gets sorted through, uh, like, submissions and booking agencies. Uh, So, Angel Maker, I forget which booking agency they're under. I think they work with Dan DeFonce, I'm pretty sure. I want to say they work with Dan DeFonce, I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, basically, how that works is, you know, you have a band, you have a booking agent. uh, That booking agent submits that band to said tours that haven't been announced over the next couple months or a year if you're planning that in advance um and that headliner would choose to accept or decline uh said bands that have submitted through their booking agents if that makes any sense so it's kind of like yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a lottery essentially um and you know, some in in most cases that's how it is. In some cases, it's like, uh, like the headliners would be like, "I want, I literally want this band specifically on this tour, non-negotiable, because it is their tour at the end of the day, right? So they get to choose uh, who's on it and whatnot. For the most part, I would assume. So that's pretty much how that works. Um, it's not really like. As simple as it sounds, it's a process, unfortunately, but, you know, I think what it really boils down to is just staying as relevant and active as possible, trying to, you know, put on the best show every single time. That way people remember your band and uh, would always ask your band to play, you know, next shows, next tours and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Like the Chaos and Carnage, sure. I knew that. Uh, there was a lot of sold-out shows, so you guys got a lot of, like, priority and stuff from that uh, stuff. Yeah, Chaos Chaos was a good good tour, for sure. I think there was there were 25 shows. One of them was a festival. So I guess excluding the festival dates, there were 24 dates, and 22 of them sold out. So 22 non-festival shows sold out out of 24 and that's fucking huge i've never been on a tour with that many sold out shows for sure was insane yeah like i definitely like 
when I see like bands take off like you guys are doing right now, like going at tour after tour, I think it's more known and like putting in the grind, like you said. Because if you don't put in that grind, you're not going to get anywhere. Absolutely, man. It's all about just putting in that work. Can't really get anything handed to you. It's just not, not possible. Yeah. So. Oh crap. Um. So, after tour, how do you like? How do you take tour life and home life? Like, how do you separate it? Uh, it's pretty hard, honestly. Um, you know, you 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 got a lot going on at home, and then you definitely have a lot going on on tour. So you kind of just have to like be really good at managing. And time zone difference is always an issue, especially if you have like a significant other, like myself. And um, you know, like jobs. I know when I was when I was uh, starting to tour. That was like my biggest anxiety. It was like, all right, I'm gonna go on tour for a month. Probably not gonna make that much money, and I really need a job when I come back home. And jobs usually aren't cool with you going away for 30 days, coming back, and then you know what I mean. So it was it was a really tough. Uh, it was it was really tough starting out. So I used to work at Guitar Center. And they cut me some slack for like one tour, and then I tried going on a two-week and uh, a, or rather a two-week tour, and they just weren't having it. So I had to quit that job, and then I had some other deli job. I had to quit that job. Like it's fucking trial and error, man, and it fucking sucks. But the good part about that is I was so young. I was 19. I was 20. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really have bills to pay, like other than like transit some gas weed you know what i mean like that's it so like i didn't really have much to worry about but i'm 25 now um so adulthood has certainly shifted gears um and things are kicking up and responsibilities just start stacking um pretty high so you kind of just have to find that balancing point um, and make yourself comfortable you know uh, I'm pretty easy on tour. Like I'm, I'm very, I can adapt, and I think that's one thing that um, I'm really appreciative of uh, from touring. Is before, like me as a kid, I'm like, so I'm, I'm like a really high maintenance person. Uh, like I'm very clean. Like I'm super organized. I'm very like, like anal about things and shit. Like, but that doesn't really rock on tour. Like you're sweaty. You're in a van with sweaty dudes. Like no one's showering. Like you have no money. You're eating little Caesars for dinner. Like, like it's either like you fucking put up with it and play some awesome shows or at least work towards playing awesome shows or you just quit, which is like, why, why would you want to quit? Like, fuck that. Like, no, I want to work hard for this shit, you know? So, um, it's it's that it's like that mentality has like taken over any sort of anxiety that I might have or like any sort of like uncomfortable uh, feeling like sleeping in a van was like pretty new to me, obviously, when I was younger. But, you know, you you fucking play a show, you load out, you talk to 
all these people. And then by the time you sit in that van, you will fall asleep, bro. Like, you will not have a hard time falling asleep. Unless, like, you're just one of those people that can't. And that's unfortunate. But me personally, I I sleep like a baby in a van, whether it's on a bench or, like, sometimes, like, Angel Maker, we have bunks in the back and I sleep in the, in the, in the bottom back bunk. And it's, like, lights out as soon as I snuggle in there you know what i mean like it's all it's all good but um yeah so fortunately um going back to like my my uh my job point like coming home and having a place of uh work or income i i work at a music venue in manhattan so i'm pretty fortunate and lucky because they're essentially like super chill they only uh schedule you based off of your availability so i can literally tell them hey i'm unavailable for three months i will be back in 90 days and they'll be like okay just let us know when you're back and you have work and it's that simple you know what i mean like it's uh it's a pretty chill job i'm very fortunate to uh, to work there and i've been working there for over four years now so as long as they uh are cool with me touring you know i really have no intentions of leaving um and yeah unfortunately you can't just i mean you could solely live off of touring and being in a band i know plenty of people that do it it's just i'm not at that level yet so you know until then i'm still gonna have to live that hustle and and grind life and even then even even uh if i do get to the point where i don't need to work uh, a job at home where the band pays all the bills and stuff like that shit in itself man like that's that's like not even nine to five that's a like 24 hour job like you have to live on your phone you have to constantly forward emails and stay on top of shit and like just be aware of your business because at the end of the day it's a business you know you're selling merch you're selling cds you're selling a product to these fans you want to have a great business um uh so yeah man that's crazy at least you found like the steady pace of you know home life and tour life because some people i i know it's harder for some people because like you said some jobs aren't acceptable as most because nowadays every job's looking for people and some jobs are just like ah, i don't know if yeah uh, but yeah. it seems like that is you found the perfect balance with a decent job that's like hey we understand go on tour when you get back come let us know exactly that's crazy i wish i had a job like that <laughs> yeah it's it's hard man so pretty much oh crap i can't even uh, can't even talk today evidently it's no, it's been a good. long week <laughs> yeah you're all good man like uh pretty much like, are you guys going to hit up small little venues when on the way with Lorna, or are you guys going to take any off days? Uh, so, the way that's working, since I live across the fucking continent, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, for those watching that don't know, um, Angel Maker is from Vancouver, British Columbia, which is pretty far from where I am, which is New York City, so... Uh, the Lorna Shore tour starts in Philadelphia at the TLA. That's the first date. And the second date is New York City. So basically, 
they're going to drive from Vancouver straight to uh, New York City, pick me up and my drums. But before we head out, we're going to have a couple of days of rehearsal over here at a practice studio that I used to practice at. Um, and then once that's said and done, we're just going to head on over to Philadelphia and start the tour. But as far as routing dates, going and coming back, or rather them going back to Vancouver, uh, there are no routing dates or solo shows. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, the off days that are on that tour, we don't have any like solo shows. I think Aborted and Justed and Up Sulfur have put together a couple of off-date shows and routing shows, but we're not a part of any of that. Um, no particular reason. We're just not. We're just not a part of it. Um, and me personally, I think it's it's good that way anyway because we're definitely going to need days off. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how we're going to rock that tour. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the like a. Borden and Justin and all of them are going to be in Des Moines right before Chicago. Yeah, that if, might be one of the off days, off date days. And I was just like this, this year, I, I like, don't get me wrong. I support like anything. If you want to do your play your on your off days, that's cool. But I think sometimes like you guys need a little break between. Oh yeah. Just to get that balance in like, well, we need to take a breather and try to yeah recuperate. Yeah. You know what it what it also is though, um, like with off days, like it it kind of does suck because like you're spending money and not making a dime that whole fucking day, bro. Unless you work like for Uber Eats and you like clock in a different state, you know what I mean? Like you're you're essentially spending money on a hotel, you're spending money on food. You're going to want to do something that night because you're going to be bored out of your fucking mind in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so you're going to be spending and not making anything. So I think that's why bands, they kind of like, they haul ass and they're like, all right, no off days or at least only one or two off days, which is fine. I've been on a tour with like, it's been a month long with like two off days, but you make more money that way. So it, it's kind of like, a, it's kind of up to you, you know, it's kind of up to the group whether they want to like work that hard and not have an off day and lose money and overwork yourself or whatever you know it's it's oh, more yeah. of like a group decision for sure yeah like i like like every time i talk to a band when they're on an off day this seems like sometimes a lot of them are like physically they're there but emotionally they're like we're drained yeah and it's like it's sure. under and it's understandable, like, touring for, like, a month straight and, have, like you said, having two days off, I feel like that would just, like, wear me down and I was like this, oh, I'm ready to go home. Right, yeah, pretty much. It's uh, It could get to you, and, and some people break on the road, you know, like, I've, I've certainly been on a road with people that couldn't handle it, and it, it's, it's unfortunate, and it's a sight you don't want to see, really. It makes you feel really bad, but... I don't know. I was uh, I was pretty in touch with like being away from home as a kid. I would frequently go on like away from home trips, like summer camp and shit. So I was I was pretty okay with being away from home. But some people just get really homesick and they just can't handle being thousands of miles away from home. And 
I don't know. It again, it, it, it depends on the person and, and their capabilities and their strengths, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Like so if you could tour with any bands right now besides like the one you're uh, the next tour you're about to be on, who yeah. would it be? Uh, is this playing drums for them or just playing with Angel Maker on that tour with that band? Either or. Either or. Okay. Um, if if it's a band that I'm playing drums for, what would be my dream band to play drums for? I mean, it's a pretty tough one. I'd say, like, fucking Slipknot, bro. That'd be crazy. That'd be fucking, fucking nuts. Slipknot. Can you imagine? Can you imagine playing drums for fucking Slipknot? I mean, that's the band that fucking did it for me, bro. That's the reason why I'm even on this Instagram live with you. Slipknot brought me to the point uh, that I am in my life right now. I would say for sure. So I owe that band everything. So to be able to work with them would be fucking sick. Um, as for a band that I would want to tour with, uh, with Angel Maker, and like just be a part of the tour. Uh, I don't want to say Slipknot again, so I'm going to have to figure out a different answer there, but I don't know. It's pretty, I, I I would want to say, like, fucking, like, Meshuggah or, like, Animals as Leaders for sure, because, like, I'm really huge into, like, aside from Deathcore and, like, Death Metal, I'm really huge into, like, proggy, like, gent shit and all that stuff. Yo, Thomas, what's up? Thomas <laughs> just now, yeah. <laughs> My boy. Oh, good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mashuga or Animals as Leaders. I'm really huge into Mashuga and like Matt Garska with Animals. I think is he's probably like my biggest inspiration on drums right now. Even though he's not like fucking tech, fucking blast beats and all that. Even though the new album does has bla have blast beats, but like he's not that kind of extreme metal drummer. He's a metal. He's a drummer, period, right? He's a well-rounded drummer. He's just not pigeonholed into that, you know, that metal genre. Uh, and he's, like, really versatile and just, like, so expressive. And I love that band so much, bro. Animals as Leaders is sick, for sure. They, like, one of, they always come around here. I don't know how, like... My friend Sam always uh, brings them in town, and I'm just like, how are you, how did they get here in the first place? And he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, like, if you're ever through the Quad Cities, they might be here, so. Yeah. Hell yeah. Pretty much growing up, growing up here, like, I think, like, like a lot of the influences, of, like, I didn't grow up, like, with the scene because, like, a lot of people make fun of me for it. But, like, I didn't get into metal until I was 16. <laughs> oh, like, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't get into deathcore probably till like, the ninth grade. So probably a little younger than 16, like, 14. But, like, who cares, you know? People get into it all points of their life. And I think I think the, uh, the message is what's more important than just like being cool because you like got into it when you were 10 or whatever like it doesn't fucking matter fuck that dude. yeah i'm one of those guys if you if you, cool you've been listening since you were young cool i, I had a single mom who was all like this here you go here's an acdc cd <laughs> yeah <laughs> um who was your influence for like drumming wise like who do you look up to 
Uh, Joey Jordison, 100%. Slipknot, RIP, rest his soul. Um, James Sullivan, Jimmy, the ref, again, RIP from uh, A7X. I was a huge A7X kid, for sure. Um, and um, I'd say to top that top three, I'd, I'd finish it with Matt Garska, for sure, definitely. For sure, for sure. Top three drummers right there, 100%. Well, I don't think I have any more questions for you. And if any of the fans want to ask you anything, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I don't know if they're going to respond. Yeah, I saw a couple people tuning in and out. It's been, like, uh, ongoing, but I'm sure, if anything, people will comment uh, on the actual video once it gets posted, but if anyone wants to ask anything, now would be the time. It's fucking hot. I'm sweating here. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's going to be... Okay.